My journey from religion to atheist to comedic spirituality. As a Christian, I was taught being spiritual and religious were the same thing. But as I moved away from religion, I found that they were not the same thing and they have very different effects on our lives. Because of how religion is oriented, feelings of anxiety, depression, anger, grief, and confusion is normalized. In other words, because so many people in religion suffer from the same afflictions, people believe it's how things are supposed to be. They don't know any different. Religion does have spiritual components. That's why it can attract and hold believers. People stay because they believe the natural spiritual components to be unique because they belong to the religion. But the spiritual components of religion are not unique to Christianity. Feelings of awe and wonder when you connect to the soul version of yourself is normal. In Christianity, you're taught that this experience is because you connected to Jesus in some way. But the truth is, the inner experience is in the present moment and not tied to anyone or anything that's in the past. A Muslim and a Jew can have the same experience. Neither of them believes in Jesus as God. It's part of the human experience. Let me make this clear. Spirituality does not need a group or a name. It is singularly personal and subjective. Because it's subjective, you must develop confidence about your uniqueness and individuality. Religion forces you to find validation in conformity and imagine sameness. Everyone must believe the same thing or you're ostracized from the group. Everyone is loved unconditionally except for the one condition, which is professing Jesus as your savior. An oxymoron if ever there was one. I promote learning comedic spirituality because without it, there would be no Christian religion. Learning it will answer questions about Christianity you had, but could never seem to get straight answers to, if any at all. I know from experience that comedic science gives you the strength and courage to walk away from the constraints and division of religion because you have found a foundation of knowledge rather than beliefs that are no more than opinions accepted by the masses as facts. Billions of individuals worldwide are trapped inside their minds believing the less that they question the Christian doctrines, the more spiritual they are. They believe the Bible can answer every question that has ever been asked or will be asked because of how they've been taught and conditioned. They believe that Jesus is God and that if you don't believe, then you are an atheist. It couldn't be further from the truth. It's a huge misconception of Christians based on ignorance about what an atheist is. An atheist is someone that does not believe there is a God. And that is the strict definition of an atheist. But I know from my own experience as someone that for many years considered themselves an atheist, that it was not that I didn't believe that there was no God. It was that I couldn't stomach the Christian religion's idea of God. It really wasn't even about my belief in Jesus. It was about this idea of God that would allow racism, poverty, starvation, etc., and yet bless others that were racist and exploitive to prosper. Another component of this was that as an African American, I was supposed to worship a God that I was taught that looked like what I considered my oppressor at the time. I was in college then, and it was implied that I could be a good Christian, but I could never be as good a Christian as a white person. 
Now, no one spoke those words to me, but their actions and conversation about me and to me spoke volumes. I decided then and there I would rather go to hell than believe I was inferior to any man. My atheism became my way of rebelling against the institution of white supremacy and racism that at the time was still very much a part of this Southern Baptist University. I was done with the Christian version of God. But deep down, I still long for what I now know as a spiritual connection. It was many years later that I figured out that spirituality was different than religion. But I still needed answers. This started my search for answers over 30 years ago. I recognize that no other religion or spiritual system outside Christianity believes Jesus to be God. They believe in a higher power or a higher force that may be called God, but not Jesus. I also begin to see that so many ideas within all Abrahamic religions were very similar. To my untrained mind at the time, that said to me that most likely they had a similar source. It made perfect sense to me. As a layman, I began to search and compare religions. Once I was satisfied that there was a connection, I was confident that the exclusivity and revelatory claims of Christianity were not true. But there were still so many questions left unanswered for me. Once I left college years later, I got married and went back to church. I realized that there were some positive aspects that Christianity gave me. It made me work at being a better human being and live by a moral code. I at least wanted that for my children. I realize now that a moral code and being a better human being does not have a connection to being a religion because there are many people that are religious that are not very good people. But I went back to church because that was all I had known as spirituality then. But it was a shallow existence for me. I finally had had enough when my church and a Muslim leader got into a beef. I was tired of the fighting amongst African people that wanted the same thing but couldn't agree on the goal because they saw God from different perspectives. I had had enough. I left the Christian church for good at that point and wanted nothing to do with any religion. A few years later, I was divorced. I was angry, hurt, and bitter for a long time. I dived into metaphysics because it offered me more answers about spirituality that religion either left unanswered or forbid me to ask about. Here's what I mean. Because most of my friends and family were Christian, I got so tired of this pious statement, I'll pray for you. I also got tired of the question, have you prayed about it? What I realized through observation and common sense was that a sinner could get a prayer answered oftentimes quicker than a saint. My logical question was, how could that be? I could be living a religiously righteous life and not get my prayer answered, and a criminal could? Logically speaking, that said to me that there was more to prayer than belief in Jesus. Because if the sinner that had devoted his life to, say, sell drugs got his prayers answered, and the pious Christian couldn't, then there had to be something beyond what I was taught as the right way to live and pray. Christians did have their justifications for this, but it wasn't good enough for me. And what about my grandfather and grandmother and slave ancestors to pray to God? They were having the life squeezed out of them by a system of Jim Crow and chattel slavery. 
They prayed, but it seemed that white people got their prayers answered and my grandparents and ancestors didn't. Yeah, I was done with praying to white Jesus. Around 2006, I discovered the Law of Attraction teachings. They made a whole lot more sense based on my life experience than what religion taught me about praying to Jesus. The idea that thoughts become things really resonated with me because I could see the evidence of it in my life over and over. It explained why sinners and saints got prayers answered way better than religion. It went beyond religion and into spirituality. It redefined the idea of prayer from begging God and hoping for the best to understanding your power in your own life. I finally found ideas that excited me about living life and not waiting on Jesus to come back and take me to heaven for my reward of living a righteous life. The metaphysics of the law of attraction teaching set me on a new path that I will forever be grateful for. I began to understand the difference between religion and spirituality because of these metaphysical teachings. But I still had some questions about the law of attraction teachings. One was, if they were ancient, where did they originate? At this point in my life, I was done with trusting what people told me to believe. I simply wanted the truth. I didn't care where or who it came from. My experience with Christianity taught me to search and confirm what I was being taught by others. I needed to confirm what was being taught about the law of attraction and not to have it filtered through someone else's level of knowledge. Search for truth is still and always will be a major part of living my life. Sometimes learning the truth shakes me up a bit because it can change my views. It can change a lot of things about what I thought about and believed. But I would rather have the truth make me uncomfortable than living a lie blind and unaware. Ignorance removes the power to choose. The secret movie alluded to the idea that these concepts were ancient and came through the Greeks. One day it hit me that the Bible has scriptures that spoke to components of the secret. For example, as a man thinketh, so is he. I knew that was the same as the law of attraction concept, thoughts become things. These ancient teachings that came to be named the law of attraction also taught that you had to see yourself as already having it. In other words, you had to visualize yourself in the scene of whatever it was that you desired. I found other scriptures that confirmed that idea. For example, Mark chapter 11 verse 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That scripture was stating to visualize and see yourself as already having it. Once I began to cross-reference the Bible for these Law of Attraction ideas, I found even more scriptures that confirm these Law of Attraction concepts. For example, Matthew 21 and 22 says, If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Or Matthew 7 and 7, which says, Ask and it is given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. I was amazed that I never had heard these scriptures taught in the churches I grew up in or the ones I attended as an adult. I didn't want the Bible to have any relevance to me at all. For a long time, I felt duped and angry at Christianity, but I wanted the truth above all else. I realized that once I removed my religious bias, that these ideas were ancient, just as the secret said. They were more about spiritual science than superstition, and I was on a quest to find the truth. 
But where did these concepts come from? I still had that question. I wanted to get to the roots because by this time, I knew the foundation of the Bible was in Africa, specifically Egypt. Through my years of research, I knew the Greeks didn't invent any of their theology. I knew that what they learned, they learned from Africans. Egypt was their teachers. That made me begin to dig a little deeper. After many years, I stumbled on the ancient teachings of the Egyptian mystery systems and its older teachings from ancient Kemet. Through ancient Kemet, I was able to solve all the questions I had over the years, like what was the common source for the Abrahamic religions? Where did the law of attraction teachings actually originate? What did it mean beyond the filter of those that was teaching it? I wanted to know the foundation of all of it. I've been so elated to find these answers after many years of study. I was able to find the answers to deeply perplexing questions about my childhood religion of Christianity. Questions that a pastor or someone in the know used to shut down with the statement, don't question God or God doesn't want you to know that. I found that the framework for what became Christianity existed at least 10,000 years or more before the invention of Christianity. I discovered that Christianity is no more than a misrepresented, misunderstood, and repackaged fringe aspect of ancient African spirituality. The law of attraction is these ancient metaphysical laws with a modern spin. However, I found through experience that simply thinking positive didn't produce as easily as the law of attraction said. Just like I felt with Christianity, something just didn't add up. It took me many years, but by diving into the African teachings, I found the missing link. I figured out why the law of attraction was not working for me. It was hidden inside the mythology and symbolism of Egypt. Many people have suffered because they have been taught a version of the Bible with the agenda of white supremacy and racism baked in. But so many of my Christian brothers and sisters are afraid to question the dogma, even though deep down they know something is wrong with it. It's a psychologically monumental task to even begin to investigate, let alone break away from Christianity. I speak about Christianity not to attack it, but because it has been a part of my life experience. Because of my experience, I know that my people will not peek from behind the Bible unless they know they're safe first psychologically. And second, their soul is safe from eternal damnation. It's a major hurdle, and I understand that through my Christian experience and studying the experience of many others of all races. Our shared humanity also gives a commonality through our shared Christian experience on many levels. The fear and anxiety of the Christian life is something that most of humanity are intimately familiar with. When I connect biblical teachings to their African origin, it shows the African diaspora that our ancestors contributed to the world many great things beyond slaves as resources from Africa. It is also to show anyone that is grappling with the contradictions and dogma of Christianity that there are answers readily available to you. I express this knowledge through my Christian experience and as a black man in America and a member of the African diaspora. But I know it can help anyone that was Christian and is searching for the truth. The foundation of this ancient knowledge is about the journey of a soul. Because of that, it's relevant to all of humanity. 
The ancient teachings are also a framework in which to gain deeper metaphysical knowledge and develop self-confidence and love for your own unique individuality. It's a chance to gain a perspective that will allow you to live life authentically. This is part of understanding the difference between being religious and spiritual. The Christian religion taught us that mankind was born sinful and is inherently wicked. We were taught to mistrust our body and mind. People are taught to believe they're broken. It produces a mental schism that allows one to practice and accept racism, sexism, and just about any other ism because it's the ultimate belief system in projecting your own perceived faults and personal fears onto others. Others quickly become the enemy and unworthy to exist as they are. But being spiritual recognizes that we're all aspects of one source. There's no separatism. African spirituality recognizes a lion, a sheep, and a tree as its brother or sister. All of it is one source expressing itself in another form. One of the fears I see put across social media by Christians is the fear of being judged by other Christians. Why is there such a culture of being so judgmental toward others in Christianity? To a point of even wanting to dictate to another human being how they should live their life. I believe it goes deep into the idea of most religions, and Christianity in particular, that there is a right or perfected way to live and exist on earth. But the contradiction is that you're born sinful and wicked. People are judgmental today because so many of them find it difficult to live the right way or righteously and be perfect. And because they can't be perfect, they must highlight the flaws they believe they see in others. In other words, I know I'm not perfect, but neither is he or she. As a matter of fact, they're worse off than me. This is a simplistic psychological analysis, but it's the foundation of why Christians can be so judgmental. They know being perfect is a losing battle, so they pick others apart to feel better about their own perceived shortcomings. The Bible says we're all made in the image of God, but in Christian practice, we were taught that we were different. We were made in his image, but because we were different, he could send us to hell for eternity. The Christian idea has been taught that we were different from God, but in a way we look like him. Now for a non-white person, that's a dilemma. We have a double whammy because we can never be white. That's what I rebelled against in college. The idea of perfection connected to the idea of being white, to white Jesus. The fact that you must conform to some ideal is a contradiction that most of us know does not work in real life. But a disconnect is taught in Christianity. Anyone that has two children will know not to try to make one be like the other. The child that is made to feel that their authentic being is somehow seen as inferior to the other usually rebels. But in Christianity, we're taught to be like a perfect God-man that walked the earth. It's an impossible task to live in comparison to some perceived perfect individual. Christians regularly accept ideas like falling short, or that I'm unworthy, or that I'm nothing without God. They're all a statement acknowledging your perceived human defects in relation to a God that was different than its creation. The truth is, the system of Christianity is defective. It's not you. 
The original teachings of ancient Kemet taught that you are a spiritual being having a human experience, that you are born divine, not a sinner. Within the African teachings, personal authenticity was a key component. It was recognized that every part of creation was a representation of the original source. If you're part of the source, you can't be flawed or that implies the source is flawed. Ancient Egyptians saw everything as a part of the source. You're not only the image of the source, but as a soul clothed in your humanity, you are a seed of the creator, planted as a seed of light in the womb that is flesh. You see, the truth is you're born spiritual and taught religion. They're not the same thing. You can begin to learn the truth about Christian teachings through ancient Kemet. You can learn deeper, more profound aspects to the teachings of the law of attraction. Those teachings are a good start, but I'll bet if you've practiced it, you've run into roadblocks that you can't figure out how to get past. The ancient Kemetic teachings will help you in a profound and simple way. My journey from religion to being a rebellious atheist to becoming spiritual was learning there was a difference between being spiritual versus being religious. I found that being spiritual is about the freedom to search for the divinity within me and the compassion to recognize the divinity within humanity. Do you have the courage to just be? To be your own individual and walk your own unique path? Knowledge will give you power to choose. Truth will sometimes make you uncomfortable. Wisdom will give you the peace to know how and when to implement both in your life. Thank you for listening. Please like and share with those that would find empowerment from this video.